Welcome in to Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We are live from the Lee Company studio here in Columbia. Glad to have you guys with us as we get you ready for the weekend ahead in sports. Plenty of great stuff coming your way, including today's show. We are jam-packed with fantastic guests. We're going to be kicking off the show here in just a minute, right after the rundown. We'll be joined by... Gulf South Commissioner Matt Wilson, big news coming from the Gulf South and our friends at Treveca yesterday, just after the show, of course, never fails. Uh, <laughs> we'll also talk with Nashville Sounds voice Jeff Him, Terry McCormick's got his daily Titans update, and we've got Parker Fleming, who's going to join us to talk a little bit about college football analytics and what he sees in this weekend's Tennessee and Vanderbilt games. Mo, what's up, man? Not much. Just um, another trying day to get parodies. through the show. <laughs> it's another day in parodies for Mo. And because we have so many guests, we have to jump in as quickly as we can. Yesterday's results, this weekend's schedule, coming to you now on The Rundown. This is The Rundown. Friday Rundown is brought to you by Chip Walters of Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. The voice of the Blue Raiders also wants to be your trusted advisor in real estate. Contact Chip at 615-542-1915 or through his website at choosechip.net. Chip Walters, proud to support youth sports across Middle Tennessee. High school football action last night. Christ Presbyterian takes care of Battleground Academy 41-7. In Providence, Christian was a 20-14 winner over Grundy County. In volleyball action, Blackman down Rockville 3-1. Ezo Harding a 3-2 winner over Clarksville Academy. Columbia Central blanks Tullahoma 3-0. Cheatham County same with against Fairview. And Cullioka ditto against Moore County as well as Grace Franklin over Columbia Academy. John Overton over Glencliff. Lawson. Takes care of Hillsborough, 3-1. to one. Same score for Harpeth over Merrill Hyde. Middle Tennessee Christian Blanks Franklin Road Academy and Loretto takes a 3-0 win over Mount Pleasant. Murfreesboro Central is a 3-1 winner over Cascade. Spring Hill, 3 shovelable nothing. Siegel, 3. Riverdale, 2. Stewart's Creek, 3-0 winners over Laverne. And Zion Christian takes care of Lewis County, 3-0. In girls' soccer action, Rockvale with a 2-1 win over Blackman. It was Ravenwood, 4. Centennial, nothing. Stewart's Creek Blanks Cookville, 5-0. Cullioka with a 4-1 win 
win over Huntland. Stem Academy defeated East Robertson 4-3. Enforth downed Christ Presbyterian Academy 4-1. It was Nashville Christian 9, Ezo Harding nothing. Fairview with a 5-0 win over Montgomery Central. Lipscomb Academy and Father Ryan played to a scoreless draw. It was Franklin Christian and Friendship Christian playing to a 2-2 draw. Gallatin with a 2-0 win over Green Hill. Valor Collegiate defeated Glencliff 9-0. It was Davidson Academy 4, Good Pasture nothing. Harpeth Hall with a 2-0 win over Brentwood Academy. Hunters Lane 10, Whites Creek nothing. Franklin 5, Nolansville 2, Pope Prep, Blank Donaldson Christian 7-0. White House with a 5-1 win over Portland. Richland doubled up Cornersville 4-2. It was Oakland 7, Riverdale 1. Rossview defeated Dixon County 6-3. Columbia Central and Spring Hill played to a 2-2 draw. Coverage at MainStreetMurray.com. That's a, that was a big Mountain. draw for Columbia Central against Spring Hill, who has been really good this year. As we got into in the article on MainStreetMurray.com. Page and Summit played to a 1-1 draw. Overton and Watertown played to a 1-1 draw. White House Heritage blank Clarksville Northeast 5 months. Major League Baseball action yesterday. The Tigers defeated the Reds 8-2, and the Brewers doubled up Miami 4-2. Minor League play the Sounds with their fifth consecutive victory, a 5-0 win over the Knights of Charlotte. NFL play, it was the Eagles 34, the Vikings 28. Tonight's schedule in football, these are all that I'm telling you, 7 p.m. starts. McGavick at Antioch Beach welcomes Independence. Summit goes to Brentwood and Brentwood Academy at home against McCauley. Watertown's at Cascade, and Centennial welcomes Springfield, while Fairview goes to Cheatham County, and Grace Franklin's at Clarksville Academy. Clarksville Northwest welcomes Franklin Road Academy, and Portland goes to Clay County, while Page is at Coffee County. Creekwood plays host to White's Creek. St. George's is at Davidson Academy. Donaldson Christian hosts Columbia Academy, and Dixon County's at home against Kirkwood. Huntland goes to Eagleville. Joe Burns is at East Robertson. He's O'Harding hosting Ballard Memorial, Kentucky, while Father Ryan's at home against Montgomery Bell Academy. White House Heritage goes to Forest, and Maplewood is at Glencliff. Also at 7 o'clock, Waverly is at Harpeth. Siegel goes to Hendersonville. Hunter's Lane is at Henry County. Kenwood visits Hillsboro. Lawson takes on visiting Spring Hill. Columbia Central goes to Lawrence County. Lebanon hosting Green Hill. East Nashville is at Liberty Creek. Hensworth is at Lipscomb Academy. Lewis County goes to Loretto. Middle Tennessee Christian takes on visiting Webb School. Pearl Cone travels to Montgomery Central. Mount Juliet hosting Cookville. Summertown travels to Mount Pleasant. Mount Juliet Christian is at Nashville Christian. Nolansville hosts Franklin. Oakland hosts Blackman. Good Pasture goes to Pope Prep. Overton is at Ravenwood. Cornersville is at Richland. Riverdale hosts Rockvale. Rossview takes on visiting Northeast. Laverne goes to Smyrna. Greenbrier is at Station Camp. Cane Ridge is at Stewart's Creek. Sycamore travels to Stratford. Gallatin's at Warren County. West Creek takes on visiting Clarksville. Westmoreland hosts Monterey. Marshall County goes to White House. Shelbyville is at Wilson Central. Again, all of those were at 7 o'clock. And in eight-man football at 7 o'clock tonight, Franklin Classical is at Zion Christian. Uh, my apologies because I, I, I took it out to put it at the bottom, but I forgot to re-put it in there. Republic is at Friendship Christian at 7.30. Just FYI. Volleyball action tonight. Zion Christian's at FC Boyd at 6. Spring Hill hosts Marshall County at 
this weekend at the border battle of CPA, Blackman, Oakland, Riverdale, Rockville, Page, Siegel, Murfreesboro Central, Summertown, Loretto, Gallatin, and White House Heritage. At, the, at Southern Charm in Manchester, you can find Eagleville and Stewart's Creek. Girls soccer action tonight at 5 Giles County welcomes Cornersville. Martin Luther King is at Hume Fog and Laverne plays host to Stewart's Creek at 7. Uh, tomorrow at 1 o'clock, Father Ryan's at Greenwood, Kentucky, and at 2 o'clock is Chattanooga Christian hosting Mount Juliet. Uh, Major League Baseball this weekend. The Reds are at the Mets. The Astros are at the Royals. The Nationals are at the Brewers. The Phillies are at the Cardinals. The Cubs are at the Diamondbacks. And the Braves are in Miami against the Marlins in minor league baseball action. The Sounds continue their six-game series at Charlotte. College football action of area interest tomorrow at 5 o'clock on ESPN. Gardner-Webb is at Tennessee State in the John Merritt Classic at 6 o'clock. There's a little game down in Florida between Tennessee and the host Gators. Again, that's at six. It's on ESPN. Also at six on CBS Sports Network, Vanderbilt goes out west taking on the, I don't guess they're running Rebels in football, but Nevada, Las Vegas. And at six on ESPN Plus, it's Murray State in the Blue Raiders home opener. Sunday, noon, CBS. The Los Angeles Chargers, not the San Diego Chargers. As I've called them on numerous occasions recently. Understandably so. Are at Nissan Stadium against the Tennessee Titans as they go. And that is your rundown. Our top story is brought to you every day by our friends at Piggly Wiggly and Neely's Mill Shopping Center here in Columbia. Make sure to go see them for your meat and two vegetables for uh, at lunchtime or more, or as well as cobblers. Well, more vegetables. You can probably get meat and three. You probably you can could. probably get a vegetable plate. <laughs> That's not. You're right. You probably can. Yeah. All of that, of course, fresh hand cut meats as well, and fresh produce, and it's of course cost plus ten percent at the register. So make sure again to go see our friends at Piggly Wiggly and Neely's Mill Shopping Center in Columbia. Top story today comes. And I bet. I bet our next guest has probably been to the deli at Piggly Wiggly. In Neely's milk. <laughs> At some point, he probably yeah. has. And we welcome in the commissioner of the Gulf South Conference, Matt Wilson, joining us with some big news uh, from Birmingham regarding a team here in Nashville. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. I've been up there. You can do lunch the whole week up there between the uh, restaurants you've got and the Piggly Wiggly. You don't even have to leave Neely's Mill uh, to be able to get a whole week's worth of lunch there. That's for sure. You could, you could just spin around the parking lot and just spin around with a blindfold and take it off and wherever you're at, walk in that direction and you're good. Absolutely. Columbia native, Columbia Central graduate, Matt Wilson, commissioner of the Gulf South Conference. And I, I like the I like the swag today. Hey, we don't miss an opportunity to brand when we can, right? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> tell us about the news that came out up here around 4.30 or 5 o'clock yesterday evening, conveniently enough, right after we had gotten off the air. Well, sorry about missing that deadline for you, but I'm glad we're able to do it today. So exciting news for the Gulf South Conference and for uh, small college fans in Middle Tennessee is Trevecca Nazarene University will be joining the Gulf South Conference beginning in 2024-25. Super excited. 
uh, to be able to add them. When you look at what they've done up there, it's a real credit to Mark Elliott and the president, Dr. Dan Boone, on what they've been able to accomplish. And it's just a natural, perfect fit for us uh, in a whole lot of ways. And, and really, Matt, I don't know that you necessarily want to speak for Trevecca. We'll probably effort to get Mark Elliott on at some point. But it feels like more of a fit for them coming out of the great Midwest Athletic Conference. Yeah, there were some challenges, and again, and Mark will address that better than I will, but certainly some challenges when you're the far, the far geographic outlier. Their closest conference rival was Kentucky Wesleyan, which some people may know is up in Owensboro, Kentucky, and then after that, it's an institution named Thomas Moore, which is in the suburbs of Cincinnati, Kentucky. So that's a long way to go to find your closest conference rival. Uh, I think some of the things that Trevecca obviously is excited about, one is that chance for their fans to recognize more of the names they're playing, perhaps go see some, but the renewed rivalries with Christian Brothers, Union, and Lee. Uh, that's, that's really, and that's one of the things that the Gulf South is really excited about. We think that that's what college sports is about, creating rivalries and opportunities and memories and having those four schools play each other again uh, in a variety of sports, particularly in basketball, is going to do that. And Matt, you know, for the... Um for the inroads that you guys are making from a football standpoint, was there any hesitance in bringing in another non-football playing institution? Again, you mentioned Union, Lee, and Christian Brothers. None of them play football either, but, you know, was that a point of discussion? Yes, it has been, and uh, we're not immune to movement in our league. Shorter University in Rome, Georgia, and the University of West Georgia uh, in Carrollton, Georgia, are both leaving after this year. They both take football programs with them to other places. Shorter is going to find a uh, better institutional fit conference for them that's uh, more uh, North Carolina, South Carolina based. West Georgia just joined the A-Sun, so they'll be making some trips up to Lipscomb to play a little bit of basketball next year. Um, so, yeah, that consideration is always really important. The, Football is a huge part of the DNA of the GSC. Uh, people around there will remember that Tennessee Martin, North Alabama, Jacksonville State, Troy, those are people that folks recognize as GSC members um, at one point in our, in our history. And we need to do everything we can to preserve that. But we also have to recognize we sponsor 19 sports in the Gulf South Conference. Trebekah brings 16 of those sports to us and some real high-level success with a couple of them. So um, to answer your question maybe even more directly, Maurice, is that it, it is a challenge. Uh, we have to be able to balance that. The Gulf South does a really good job with that. We have uh, a balance of public institutions, private institutions, institutions as large as 10, 11, 12,000 students, and some as small as 1,500 or 2,000. So we know we're a group of institutions that um, look different, have different institutional mission, but have common goals as they align around athletics. Matt Wilson, commissioner of the NCAA Division II Gulf South Conference, joining us here on Main Street Sports today as the announcement came down yesterday that Trevecca will be joining the GSC for the 24-25 school year. Um, Matt, as you've seen realignment take place at higher profile Division I, at, at that level, it, it's got to be kind of refreshing and comforting to you to see geographics mean something in conference memberships. Yeah, it doesn't seem to mean something everywhere, does it? But it certainly means something to us. We want to have a, a tight a footprint as we can have. Uh, we want to be able to uh, be efficient with our resources. I want our 
institutions to spend money on scholarship opportunities and coaching opportunities, and development opportunities, not on three more hours on a charter bus and, and another night in hotel and another 20 pizzas to get from the end of the world to the other end of the world. So for us, it's super important to keep that tight geography. Um, you know, we're expanding our geography a little bit from Jackson up to Nashville, from Chattanooga to Nashville, from Huntsville to Nashville. But we're really excited about where that addition may lead us down the road in the future. I don't I don't think I think I'm optimistic over the next 18 to 24 months that that the Gulf South won't be 12 members. There'll be more. Matt, one of the cool things uh, you mentioned earlier is that obviously with shorter road games, there may be opportunities for fans to travel to some of those games to Union and Lee and uh, Christian Brothers. Huntsville is not far away. Uh, I mean, it's it, it's it's pretty cool. But one of the great things about the Gulf South Conference versus the GMAC where they where Trevecca was is you guys have one of the more comprehensive television packages with Flow Sports. Talk a little bit about that because you guys were kind of a, a pioneer in Division Two with Flow Sports and you just signed an extension. Yeah, thanks for recognizing that. We were the first to sign exclusive packages with Flow Sports in the Division Two landscape. There's now three of us that have those. We expanded our package for an additional four years recently and it now will include our men's and women's basketball and our volleyball championships as well. Um, what we're discovered is, is the paywall is what people recognize, right? You all uh, do a lot of prep coverage and things like that. NFHS, um, I don't think anybody's afraid to pay that, that fee anymore to watch their kid play and who knows the quality they're getting. So what we discovered is there was a missed opportunity there to do two things. One, increase revenue and two, increase the quality of the video productions because the more dollars we can bring in, those our institutions are typically reinvesting those into the package. So to be able to find a partner like Flow Sports is willing to give us the largest media rights deal in Division II um, without even knowing what we would draw, right? They were taking a chance. They had no Division II clients when they took us on. And um, I think it's proved to be a win-win since they wanted an extension and we signed it. So it's been really, really good. And we're, we're, we think it's going to grow. Uh, right now it's men's and women's basketball, volleyball, and football, which are easy games to produce, right? Most people are going to produce football. Indoor sports take a lot of uh, – uh, uh, challenges uh, out of the equation. I think we're going to get to soccer and baseball and softball sooner than later as, as AI camera technology takes over and makes it easier and better for folks to do things. So uh, again, just like I'm bullish on our expansion and, and where we're headed as a conference, I am on our video productions and our partnerships with Flow Sports also. Well, you guys do a fantastic job with it. I, I've, I know, I've got friends who play at Montevallo and, and I lived in Carrollton for a minute, so I, I, I lived, you know, right outside the campus of West Georgia. So I know a lot about these institutions and and obviously having, you know, been at Jacksonville State and uh, during their OVC time. But, you know, it just feels like the Gulf South is one of those conferences that it's it, it means something to be in. And for Trevecca particularly, I, I feel like they've got to be excited and i know you guys are as well so it's really it's really an exciting time for both the gulf south conference and trevecca and, and i'm looking forward to being able to see some of those players like jesse jennings who plays for university of alma huntsville getting up here to nashville you know it's it's it's, it's going to be a lot of a lot of our local players play in this conference and it's going to be a lot of fun to see them in nashville again and getting into that nashville market
Yeah, and I think it'll just continue to grow now that they know they have those regular trips to Middle Tennessee. Uh, that 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 opportunity to grow is going to be really strong there, and uh, it, it's it's a it's just a fabulous fit for us, a fabulous fit for Trebek. It's it, it seems like it should have probably happened nine or ten years ago, but you know circumstances lead you down a road a certain way at a certain speed, and uh, we're just glad to have gotten there yesterday. And I imagine, Matt, when you talk about Nashville and getting into Nashville, you you're remaining. GSC schools are going to be excited about that just from the standpoint that that's a new recruiting tool for them, I would imagine, being able to come up here and get some of those kids and tell them that you're going to get to play in Nashville. It is. So a couple things, right? One, your existing student athletes are at least every other year going to get an opportunity to play in, in Nashville which you know is going to be a great weekend experience for your student athletes. I know coaches will want them focused on what they're focused on, but there'll be some opportunity to do that. The second piece, Maurice, not only is the key for recruiting student athletes, our institutions in higher ed is facing some enrollment challenges at a lot of institutions right now. The opportunity to be able to have reasons to have our institutional names in the Nashville area and high schools and grow familiarity to it when they go to a a campus fair or college fair that they're as excited about that as they are anything um, related to to the athletic piece. It's just, hey, how can we uh, provide enrollment opportunities for the general population to support the campus mission? Again, the Gulf South Conference in 2024 will have 12 full time members, Alabama, Huntsville, Auburn, Montgomery, Christian Brothers, Delta State, Lee, Mississippi College, Montevallo, now Trevecca, Union, Valdosta State, West Alabama, and West Florida. And boy, it's going to be a lot of fun to see those teams back in Nashville. And we hope to see you up here sometime, Matt. And uh, when you do, we'll, we'll, we'll get you a, a, a cobbler and some meat and vegetables from our friends at Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> that sounds like a deal. I'll let you know. Right, Sounds man. good, Matt. We appreciate it, man. Good talking to you. Hey, good to see you, friends. Take care. Thank you. All right. We're going to take a break again. That's your top story brought to you by our friends at Piggly Wiggly and Neely's Mill. When we come back, we will talk with the voice of the Nashville Sounds. Jeff Hem is scheduled to join us, so stick around on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Barn & Joint. We'll be back after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. 
Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. You can't see the sights without the sounds. From the crack of the bat to the roar of the crowd and everything in between, discover what Hit City has to offer. Spend your nights cheering on the Nashville sounds at First Horizon Park with giveaways, fireworks shows, theme weekends, and more. Single game tickets are on sale now. Visit NashvilleSounds.com to claim your seat today. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated cost plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. It is an exciting time here in Nashville for Treveca and their move to the Gulf South Conference. We are looking forward to that for sure. And we are also looking forward to the remainder of the Nashville Sounds season. Not much of it left, but... What is left is going to be fun as Jacksonville coming in after the sounds finish up in Charlotte and joining us to talk a little bit about this weekend. Next week is the voice of the Nashville sounds, Jeff him, Jeff, what's up, man. Hey guys, happy Friday. It's a beautiful day here in Charlotte. What's it like back there for you guys? It's very nice. It, and you know, and not hot. Yeah. I Which know, makes it, it feels very a nice. little fallish here. It's not cold, but there's a little crisp in the air. I love it. And and once the sun goes down, it gets a little crispier. So yeah, mm -hmm. it's, we it's, might need to. You mean I might need to take this with me to you, Lawrenceburg tonight? That, that might not be a bad idea. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, Jeff, you guys have um, enjoyed Charlotte to this point. <laughs> Everybody enjoys playing the Charlotte Knights, uh, to be quite honest. They yeah, are particularly of late. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it's um, they are 49 and 92 overall this year. Um, and 15 and, and 52 and in, in the second half. Right. And, you know, and I and this is, you know, we were here late May, early June, and they were about a 500 team. Um, and it's gone very differently for the months since then. Um, but you're right. This, the Sounds have had a good series so far. They've won the first three. Um, and uh, so they're trying to lock up a series win 
here tonight. The problem from their standpoint is that Durham played Charlotte last week and uh, took five out of six. They enjoyed it too. Huh? <laughs> yeah, and, and Durham has continued to play well. They're at home now against Louisville. So, um, you know, it's it's been a great overall last several weeks for the Sounds in terms of wins and losses. Uh, but they've, they've really gotten no closer to Durham from a triple-A playoff spot standpoint. Uh, really the only, lost the only the game over the last yeah, 10. Right, yeah. Well, and, and, uh, and you zoom out even a little bit larger. The, so the Sounds have won four of their last five series. And it, with a six-game series, that's not easy to do. That, that's pretty good. Four out of five series they've won. The one losing series – was in Durham. Durham when they dropped five out of six. And, and that's just, that was very damaging for postseason hopes for the Sounds. But look, um, I've talked about it this week on the air. I've talked about it with the players when they've been my pregame show guests. Um, you know, yes, the Sounds would love to make the AAA postseason. They did it last year. It was a lot of fun doing that. Uh, the bigger picture is what the parent club Brewers are doing. And they're zoning in on the NL Central title. As we've talked about with you guys all year, a lot of sounds have made that happen for the Brewers this year, which is great. And so that's that's the bigger picture here for this last week and a half for the sounds is who can they have ready? How many guys can they have ready? How many different types of position positional um, areas can they have ready for whatever the Brewers need, whether that's to clinch their division whether that is looking ahead to some sort of a postseason matchup with speed off the bench or an extra lefty in the bullpen, whatever it might be. Um, yes, that's the goal at AAA all season long, but now it gets even more specific and, and with a little bit more urgency. And so that's, that's been really fun. And, and whether the sounds make this postseason or not here at AAA, and the math is not favorable. They're five and a half back with nine to play. Um, it, this has been a great end to the season because they're still playing really well. I don't get the sense that anybody on this Sounds team has has mailed it in and is playing out the proverbial string like some other AAA clubs I'm sure might be feeling. Um, so that's been fun. We're still seeing guys go up, and we still will, I think, see some guys go up here in the next week and a half. And tonight's lineup is going to be full of guys the Brewers are trying to get ready. Garrett Mitchell starting a rehab assignment tonight. He's going to be in there for the Sounds in center field. That's a huge potential piece for them if they can deem him fully healthy with the shoulder. He's been out since April. So these are big games for him to show how he's feeling, and that could have playoff roster implications. Um, Darren Ruff, Jesse Winker, Blake Perkins, all here on rehab assignment. And a name you guys know well, Julio Tehran, is going to pitch again tonight on rehab assignment. Uh, we might see Aaron Ashby by the end of the season in a Sounds uniform on rehab assignment. So there's a lot going on um, these final nine games for the Sounds, whether they mathematically stay alive until the end or not from a AAA postseason standpoint. There's a there's a lot of meat on the bone in, in a lot of fun ways right now. And, you know, from a, from a AAA standpoint, from a sound standpoint, when when we, the Sounds, don't control the roster, that's all done by the Brewers, and you're kind of along for the ride and what kind of cards you're dealt, the Sounds have been dealt a really fun hand this year, and, and it's, it's, it's staying that way all the way to the very end. Um, as you, some of the guys that you mentioned, Jeff, and 
I've, I've not kept up quite as I should. You did not mention Josh Donaldson. I do not see him in the pregame notes for today's game. He got called Has up on gone? Monday. Okay. Yeah, he went up on Monday. Yep. Um, he, so he he played, what was it, four games, I think it was, for the Sounds. Might have been five. He homered in that Friday-Saturday game, uh, and it sort of looked like, okay, he, he's Josh Donaldson still. He can help. And he went up on Monday. He's done well up there so far. Um, and it's it's not necessarily been at the expense of playing time for Andrew Monasterio. Craig Council up there said, look, Andrew's done well for us. This is not a demotion for Monasterio at third base, and they found some other ways, whether DHing Donaldson or Monasterio at second base, they found some ways to keep both of those guys in the lineup. But, yeah, Donaldson went up on, on Monday while the sounds were off. Okay. All right. Um, you mentioned Julio Tehran making a fourth rehab start for the Sounds tonight. Right hip impingement. I hope that's not as painful as it sounds, but that's what he's on the in, on the injured list with. Yeah, and he's looked really good his last few, especially tonight. He's actually going to be an opener, um, and Eric Lauer will follow him. And again, look, th- th- this is not the Brewers telling me this. This is just my kind of reading of the tea leaves. My sense is, because they used an opener the other day in front of Colin Ray, this, this to me, again, is under that large umbrella of, like, let's, let's have guys ready for all different types of things. And, and maybe there's a scenario next week where Tehran is an opener for the Brewers if he's reinstated or some sort of postseason situation where, you know, we know they've got Woodruff and Burns and Peralta and a fantastic trio there, but you're in a best of five. Who knows? Maybe there's an opener scenario somewhere down the line. This to me with with Julio, it's A, continuing to to be fully healthy, but also B, in my opinion, it's the Brewers using the AAA schedule late in the year just to have guys ready for all kinds of scenarios just in case there's something that pops up up there where they're like, all right, this is not as big of a deal because this guy has done this before in some way, shape, or form. So uh, he'll, he'll go a couple of innings tonight rather than the five or so that pitch count-wise he is built up to do, and then we'll see Eric Lauer come in after that. And I assume that he's eligible to come off the I.L. at this point. Is that right? He is, yeah. Julio, uh, 99.9% sure he is not on the 60 days. So, I, yes, I believe he is eligible. Um, and, you know, the roster is only expanded by two spots, and, and they're, they've been using a six-man rotation up there, too. They, they've only got one off day yet, so they could play a little bit of roster roulette. They sort of did that the other day. Colin Ray pitched, and then yesterday – they used Ray's spot for Adrian Hauser in coming off the IL. So there could be a scenario in the days to come to get Tehran active if that's the route they go, where they, they option a guy who just pitched and then they utilize that spot for a few days. It's, it's, um, it's an interesting time of year with movement because they've only got a 28-man roster from 26. So all the more important does AAA become to have guys ready because it's not like they could call up seven or eight guys on September 1st. It's a fluid situation. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff, Jeff Ham, the voice of the Nashville Sounds, joining us as he does every Friday afternoon here on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Jeff, as we mentioned, you guys rolled into Charlotte and thus far have taken three of three, five, three on Tuesday, nine, six on and ten on Wednesday and five, nothing last night. Let me ask you, 
because again, I'm not paid as much attention as I probably should have. Are y'all using the same extra innings scenario as they are at the major league level with the with the runner at second to start? Yes. Yeah. The, and and just like the pitch clocks and the disengagement rules and all that kind of thing, the, the minor league level was the test dummy for that before it got to the major league level. Um, and I love it. I, I absolutely love it. I love the strategy of it. Um, at, at, at the minor league level, too, managers will tell you nothing good happens in a minor league game after about the 11th inning because you're out of pitching for not just that game. You're out of pitching for the days to come. And unlike the big league level, they're not just going to send you two new fresh arms the next day. Um, so from that standpoint, it's been a, it's been a, a wonderful blessing uh, at the minor league level the last several years that we've had it. But, but I love the strategy of it, too. Um, you know, because the sounds started that 10th inning the other night with a runner at second base and Charlotte was playing the corners in expecting the sacrifice bunt. The sounds did not bunt. They ended up with a three run inning. And I was saying on the air at the time, we have seen so many times over the years where one run for the visiting team is not enough because if they get one, think of it this way, the home team has the winning run at the plate in the bottom of the inning right away. Um, so I, I just love the strategy of it too. I, I and, and I, we've, we've had similar conversations the last few years with you guys about various rule changes. And I'm, I'm, I am more purist than adventurist in as far as like changing the game. Um, but I, I love, I love the strategy and the immediacy and, uh, everything that comes with that runner at second base and extra innings, um, even at the big league level, I, I'm glad it's at the big league level. I think it's a good thing. It takes some getting used to because it's tough to keep that one run from scoring. Yeah. So what you're trying to do is stay away from the big inning, which obviously the Knights could not Wednesday (laughs) night. But, I mean, you're you're trying to minimize the damage. You're almost conceding that run that starts at second base. 100%. And the sounds getting three runs in that top half was relieving in the sense that a home run from the leadoff man in the bottom of the 10th would not have, would not have tied the game. Those, um, those dreaded two-run two run leadoff homers. Yes, I know. But I just think, <laughs> you know, I, I think of it this way, too. If, if, if MLB's goal overall, zooming way out, is, you know, pace of play and drama mm-hmm. and, and just in, engaging – interest in in all kinds of ways from a fan standpoint and everything like that if you're you know on the couch late at night and you're not paying tight attention to your team's game you're sort of flipping channels and you're sort of indirectly keeping an eye on it if you see that now in my opinion if you see a major league game that's gone to extra innings you're flipping right back to that because you're immediately looking at some drama and some strategy Whereas in my opinion, in the past, you'd kind of be like, well, all right, now it's who's going to make a, a throwing error in the 13th? Who's going to kind of run out of steam? And, and other than the headline the next day of like, oh, my gosh, they went 17 innings last night. That's kind of funny. You don't see that every day. And, and the game just kind of drags on. Now you go to that 10th inning and it's boom, here we go. How, how, are, we, how are we winning this game right here and right now? I think from a fan standpoint, it's a positive. Um, and, and that's, that's got some purist in me in saying that I think it's good for the game. It's funny because we, we, with the, with the DH coming to the national league, we talked about Mo and I, how 
you know, it kind of takes a lot of the strategy out of the game, but putting some back in, like you say, with that, that runner at second base, it does kind of uh, at least interject some need for strategy here and there. So that, that, is, that is a positive. And, and, you know, with the, the throwover rule and all of that, I mean, there, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of things that these new rules have, have placed strategy into the game. And I think that is a positive, but we're going to have rule changes. At least there, at least there's something positive coming out of it next week back home, the jumbo shrimp of Jacksonville, the Miami Marlins AAA affiliate comes into town for the final homestand of the season. And there's a chance that we might see Loretto native, Ryan Weathers pitching at First Horizon Park. That's that's exciting, but that's right. Uh, obviously, want to go out with a a bang next week, a bang bang shrimp, if you will. <laughs> I thought you were making a fireworks reference there for that Friday too. night. That okay, too. yes, because there will be fireworks on Friday. We'll have all kinds of good stuff going on next weekend for fan appreciation weekend there are two and no three different giveaways i think on the homestand um including a 2024 schedule cling giveaway there's a there's the the co-branded sounds and preds uh hockey jersey coming up on the homestand there's the belt bag giveaway coming up on the homestand so that's all good you got throwback thursday one more fireworks night yeah and and the sunday game that's fanny pack right uh, well, no, because it, it can go more. It's it's yes and no. Yes and no. Um, <laughs> OK. Yeah. It, it's if you if you want it to be a fanny pack, you can you can. OK. It that way, if you're anti fanny pack, you could say this is not a fanny pack. So gotcha. it, can, <laughs> um, it can go across your body so that, you know, correct. it doesn't look like a fanny pack. I got correct. you. OK. Yeah. Or, I you think... can, or, you, or you can just kind of hold it. Um, yeah. And, you know, when you're walking the dog, you keep the bags that you need for the dog in the bag and you don't even have to wear it. You can just hold it, which is what I do when I walk the dog. So I think, I think the fanny pack probably needed a little rebranding. <laughs> it did. So, it really um, did. It, 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 it got, I'm on it board got, with that. I'm on board <laughs> with that. Yeah. It got yeah. a bad rep for a while. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, and a quick reminder to folks, the Sunday game next weekend is a day game, but it's 1205, not 205. We don't want, I don't want somebody to come at well, that's two o'clock and the game, especially the season finale, those can go quick. The game could be over at two o'clock. So 1205 next Sunday. That's, that's good information for someone who's supposed to be there before the game starts. So Yes, gates open at 11 for those who need to know such information. So, that gotcha. Day. That's yes. important. That's important yes. information for, for <laughs> one Chris Yao. <laughs> oh, Jeff, um, Sounds have won eight of their last nine as they try to make this push to catch up with Durham. Again, they're five and a half back with nine to play, so they, they may be fighting uphill. But in pretty good shape from the standpoint that, again, you do have Tehran on the bump tonight, followed by Caleb Bushley. Bosley, thank you. Yep. Yep. And Evan McKendry. So, I mean, you feel pretty good about being able to close this series out and bring some momentum back to First Horizon Park. 
I mean, the starting pitching really all year has has just been so consistent for this team, and that's even before the Brewers added McKendry at the at the trade deadline coming over from Durham. Um, Jansen Junk so reliable. Robert Gasser is now fourth on the Sound single season strikeout list. He's got a shot to finish as high as third, depending on how next week goes. He's just been so fun to watch. Um, Bosley, steady as they come, a, a key guy from last year's team who's put together another good AAA season. So this the rotation, you're, you're floored at this point when it's not a good outing from the starters. Um, and that has just been such a strength of the team all year. Um, and so, yeah, and then you add you add Tehran, uh, you got Lauer in there who's on the 40-man and a, being a lefty and a guy the Brewers could use in, in various ways if they – if they see a fit there in this last week and a half to two weeks. So there's options for Milwaukee. And I think at this time of year for the triple a team, when the parent club is atop their division and trying to close in on a, a postseason spot, um, that's what you want to have for for them is who's ready. How are they ready? How many are ready? How many different positional groups have somebody ready? Um, and that's the goal all season, but it's even more crucial this time of year. I think it's going to be a fun final nine games for the sounds in, in all kinds of ways. And if something happens where Durham wants to drop nine straight, we're not going to turn that down. Absolutely. Before we let you go, Jeff, um, real quick, kudos to another Jeff, Jeff Paxson, International League yes. Trainer of the Year. Well-deserved honor for him, I'm sure. Yeah, Pax is great. He's so good at what he does. Uh, he and his assistant, John Harris, do a great job. Uh, keeping these guys healthy, keeping them day to day and ready and a cool honor for Pax to be the International League Trainer of the Year. That's voted on by a, a, a group that knows what it's like to be an athletic trainer. Um, and so the, the mutual folks in the industry notice what Pax is doing. He's won multiple awards in his long career. He's been with the Brewers now almost 30 years. Mm -hmm. He's been at all different affiliates. Um, very, very cool honor for Pax and, and well-deserved. Second time here in Nashville, I think. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, he was part of the part of the previous affiliation. So he had some years at Greer, and uh, he likes First Horizon Park just as much as we all do. Let's put it that way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Jeff Hem, the voice of the Nashville Sounds, joining us as he does every every Friday during the season here on Main Street Sports today. Jeff, grab a few more wins and come on home, man. All right. Always a pleasure, guys. Have a great weekend. All right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, Braves Chatter right here on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stick around. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. 
Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50 plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731 and schedule your tour today. Did you know that up to 80% of us will experience back or neck pain during our lifetime? Many of you are offered surgery or addictive pain pills to relieve your chronic pain. At the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, Chronic Pain Relief, we have been leading the way to better health, naturally, and have helped tens of thousands of people right here in Middle Tennessee for the past 30 years. I came to Dr. Gill about 10 years ago after my local doctors recommended surgery. I knew about Dr. Gill and wanted to see if he could help me. Ten years later, I am pain-free, no surgery, and no pain pills. Surgery is scary, and over 40% of all back surgeries fail, creating a cycle of surgery and pills. There is a safer solution to your chronic pain. Make the call to the Dr. Gill Center for Back Neck Chronic Pain Relief today and get your life back. This office visit is normally $299, but call today and receive your initial consultation, report of finding for just $49. But hurry, this offer won't last long. Call 615-768-8743. That's 615-768-8743. You can't see the sights without the sounds. From the crack of the bat to the roar of the crowd and everything in between, discover what Hit City has to offer. Spend your nights cheering on the Nashville sounds at First Horizon Park with giveaways, fireworks shows, theme weekends, and more. Single game tickets are on sale now. Visit NashvilleSounds.com to claim your seat today. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho-quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. September 15, 1997, Fred McGriff's two-out, two-run homer off Rod Beck capped a four-run ninth inning as the Braves walked off visiting San Francisco 5-4. The Crime Dogs bomb followed an RBI base hit by Jeff Blauser and a Chipper Jones run score and ground out. Kerry Lightenberg threw a scoreless top of the ninth to earn the victory. That was this day in Braves history. Hadn't heard, hadn't heard Lightenberg's name in a while. Man, Always he fun. fun. He, he was fun while he lasted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, is, that was fun. All right. Well, Mo, it's, it's kind of anticlimactic this next couple of weeks, other than trying to wrap up the number one seed in the National League, I guess. The number one spot? We're coming for it. That's, <laughs> we are, in fact. Well, scheme, let's scheme and plot, plot. Since we since we don't have a lot of else to talk about, we can just pile on Bill Plaschke if you want. Yeah, full disclosure, I have not read the column. You don't need to. Do you want me to help I you? I will not read the column. You want me to help you? Uh, per our friend Grant McCauley? 
I can give you a quick synopsis from Grant McCauley's tweet. If you ignore most of the stat lines and cherry pick a couple of numbers like I have, then suggest that Acuna is unwilling or unable to play shortstop and second base for the Braves, then the MVP race isn't even a discussion. That's 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 the that that's it. <laughs> it's like everybody's saying, you know, Acuna doesn't need to play shortstop or second base because we have all stars at both those positions. Yeah. Why would we play? Why, why would we play some? Why would we play someone else there? I mean, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, are you are you going to tell me that he couldn't? Okay, <laughs> but hear me out. But hear me out because you know who you know how I am, and I know how you are. Why not? <laughs> At this point, you've got Pilar, right? You've got Pilar, so you put Pilar in right. <laughs> You get you put Nicky Lopez at, at shortstop, put Acuna at second, just and and let him go. The last the it it would cost Brian Snitker his job immediately. All you need is for Ronald Acuna to get taken out trying to turn two. Oh gosh, yeah, no, that's not. <laughs> let's put him at third then. Hot corner. Seriously, like, I mean, it's ridiculous to even I, think about. But, I mean, if that's what it takes, then fine. Whatever. I, and, and again, as I've said on this show before, I, I in no way, shape, or form want to come across as anti-Mookie Betts. I mean, again, covered the kid in high school. Love, love Mookie Betts. Love Mookie Betts. He's just in the wrong place at the wrong time in this specific situation. here. And, and, and there are... There are some, you know, again, I, I'm not saying that Mookie shouldn't be in the discussion. I, I abs- the, the problem is that any other year he would be a runaway MVP winner. Well, any other year, Matt Olson would probably be a runaway MVP winner. But let, let me just go through, and this is from Brave, Brave Stats by Paul at Brave Stats. Mookie has... 34 fewer hits, resulting in a much lower batting average at 312 versus 335. But he has two more home runs and four more RBIs. For now. Uh, but, <laughs> but to get those two more home runs and four more RBIs, you look at August, where he had 11 home runs and 30 RBIs, which are... That's crazy, by the way. Which vastly RBI wise outperforms his any other month, any other month. If he matched, which ironically in May and June, he had nine home runs each and 22 RBIs each. If he matched just that, he would have the same number of home runs and five fewer RBIs. What, what really kills me about this whole conversation is how suddenly we are devaluing the 60-something stolen bases. 66. Versus 13. I mean, the, the Dodgers don't run. Okay, well, they're not the number one seed either. I wonder why. And here's, and here's the thing. And, and <laughs> I don't think it's that simple, but I see what you're saying. As, some, as I pointed out, when they played head-to-head, Ronnie far outplayed Mookie in the series. Now, obviously, the first game, it was insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mookie with the two homers. Ronnie with the grand slam. It was just ridiculous. But uh, as the four game set, Ronald Acuna Jr. was a far better. Was, was more valuable? 
he was he was statistically better. Mm -hmm. Okay, and someone pointed out, well, that's a hilariously bad way to compare two baseball players. Well, it's really not because they both play the same position and they were both playing the best. They are the best two teams in the league. If if you want to talk about the best and most valuable player, the guy who performs at the, on the biggest stage so far in the season, the guy who performs better than the, uh, the guy that's right there with him, Against the best competition, I don't know why that's a ridiculously. That's not a bad way. It, it, it's it not ridiculous at all. It's exactly <laughs> the kind of thing that should put the two in the same vein. I mean, you can compare stats against the, you know, if you want to compare what what they do against the Rockies in in division play versus what the Braves do against the the Mets and Nationals. That seems ridiculous. Mm -hmm. What do they do against each, each other? other? The best teams in baseball. So if this race is over, it's certainly not the way that Bill Plaschke thinks it is. I don't think the race is over. I think No, I don't think the race is over. I think as long as there are games remaining to be played, the race is continuing. And I think there is plenty of opportunity for Mookie to close the gap, and I think there's plenty of opportunity for Ronnie to run away with it. So, uh, yeah, I don't think there's, I don't think there's any question. I, look, I and and I think that you the, know, if 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 Olson winds up with 58 homers and 140 ribs, it's plenty of opportunity for him to insert himself. Man, and listen, I I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. I really don't. I'm sitting here. He's got 51 right now, and there's, what, 15 games to play? Yes, and here's the thing is. 16. If Matt Olson in September, which he's already hit eight home runs, his best month was 11. He's hit 8, 9, 11, 8, 7, 8. And September's only half over. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, if his best month in RBIs is 25, he needs, that, would, that would give him nine more RBIs. Uh, to me, it just feels like this is a guy who could absolutely get there. I don't, I, I don't know about his home run numbers. I don't know if he can hit seven more in 16 games. I'm not going to say he can. Nope, but I'm not going <laughs> to say he will. Because when, okay, Matt goes on, when Matt goes on heaters, mm -hmm. he goes on heaters. I mean, a guy who hits 57, 58 homers, drives in 140 to the best team in baseball. It's tough to ignore. It, it really is. So. And so, I mean – and oh, by the way, you know, he's hitting, you know, 280. Mm -hmm. Not striking out a bunch. So. Which was the concern the first couple of months of the season. Exactly. So that's no longer a concern. Again, I think Matt Olson's right there. 
I think Mookie Betts is right there. I think Ronald Acuna is right there. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch these three guys play for a long time, and I'm not going to complain about it if this happens every year. And I'm not going to complain if Mookie wins it. No. Again, I don't think – It's not like he's not deserving. Exactly. This is – Bill Plasky, notwithstanding. Yeah, look – my problem with Plashke is that he thinks that it's just some, you know. My problem with Plashke is I, I don't even know if he believes he doesn't. all of the stuff that, he's, that he writes. This is 100% one of those instances like we see with Tennessee and Vanderbilt beat writers in, in, in goading a fan base into interaction to boost their own numbers. That's what this is. And I ain't going to click on it. Thanks, Grant, for doing that for me. Yeah, for doing the dirty work there, because I had no intention of clicking on it. It's like I tweeted, you lost me a Bill Plasky. not reading that. Can't wait. I I promise you when they come to to town, uh, there will be a, a Waffle House run made for Bill Plasky. <laughs> you think he'll have Waffle House waiting for him in the press box? 100%. <laughs> Let's take a quick break. Hang on. Oh, wait. Before we do. Oh, we got a lineup. I forgot yeah, they played I think, Yeah, I'm pretty sure we got a lineup. Surely we have a lineup. Here we go. Acuna, Arby's, Riley. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Olsen, Ozuna, Rosario. Okay. Darno. Okay. Arcia Harris. Bryce Elder on the bump. Bryce right, Elder, Bryce. 12 and 4. Johnny Cueto, 1 and 4. Oh, for the Marlins. 12 and 4. We'll take that. Yep. All right. Now we'll take that break. There when we, we come back, the Daily Titans update from Terry McCormick, powered by Zen Sports, right after this on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Barn and Joint, back after this. lights every year we get it that's why southern nights is here to help we install programmable lighting on your home or business so you can enjoy beautiful customizable lighting all year round no more ladders tangled lights or cold nights outside we do the work you do the celebrating call southern nights today and take the hassle out of holiday lighting forever for a free quote give us a call at 931-241-3074 or visit our facebook page at southern nights Let's take you to Terry McCormick for your daily Titans update here on Main Street Sports. Terry, what's up? It is your Zen Sports Titans report. 
changing the bonus game for the betters in sports. Guys, uh, the Titans already having some injury issues here as we head to week two. Uh, Coach Mike Brabel ruled out two defensive backs, Amani Hooker with a concussion, Christian Fulton with a hamstring. So they're going to have to do a little scrambling back there to uh, find some able bodies to uh, play all of their packages. But the big news is DeAndre Hopkins did not practice all week. Uh, he has not been ruled out, but he has not been ruled in either. So it's going to be interesting to see exactly what happens with their new free agent acquisition here in week two. Well, maybe he's taking some time to go enroll in classes because he has re-enrolled as a student at Clemson, apparently. Well, there you go. Uh, you know, it's what, about a six-hour commute to Clemson? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> he, he spent one week with the Titans and realized he needed a degree after all. <laughs> wow. I need to be planning for my future after football, clearly. Wow. wow. That's, that's, that's interesting. That's interesting. Uh, and the other thing, too, Peter Skoronsky was not at practice today. So interesting to see what that is. The injury report has not made it out yet. But it'll be interesting to see uh, what they say his absence was uh, caused by. Terry, any anything of interest coming out of the Chargers camp? Well, it looks like Austin Eckler may not play, and also Bosa uh, is also questionable for this game. So the Chargers are a little beat up themselves, so kind of a war of attrition here. All right, as a Titans fan, that's awesome. As a owner of Austin Eckler in fantasy, crap. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you better be hitting that waiver wire. <laughs> I lost J.K. Dobbins last week. Both of my starting running backs are out. Maybe it's you. It could be me. Maybe I need to pick up the running backs the Titans play every week. There you go. This is the play. Wow. Hey. All right. Take, well, one take it for the team, baby. There you go. All Please. right. Well, while we're doing that, let's pick up some Zen Sports, guys. How about that? That'll work. Go ahead. Zen Sports is the new sports book in Tennessee, revolutionizing the way you earn sports betting rewards. With Zen Sports, your rewards are cash rewards. You bet with real money, and now you're rewarded with it too. Earn a whopping 5% back cash back welcome bonus for your first 15 days when you sign up with the code MAINSTREET, M-A-I-N-S-T. And with that code, you can earn an unlimited 5% cash back on your betting volume for the first 15 days. Zen Sports. Betting just got better. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-889-9789. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 and older and in Tennessee to bet. Y'all, I'm serious right now. They have a dragon here. I saw it. What? Wait, no, no, they don't. There's no such thing as dragons. I swear, I saw it. It had huge claws. Get out. Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. And it's, it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients. Call 615-274-8698 today.
Since 1975, Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint Clinic has treated the orthopedic needs of Middle Tennessee residents. The trained physicians provide surgical options and minimally invasive options to treat all orthopedic needs. The walk-in clinic, OrthoQuick, helps you bypass the ER while treating sports injuries and acute needs Monday through Saturday. Visit MTBJ online at mtbj.net or on social media at Mid-Tennessee Bone Joint Clinic. Welcome back in Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao and Mo Patton here on this Friday, getting you ready for a weekend of sports. And there's plenty of, of sports to get to this weekend, including, of course, Tennessee and Florida. And, of course, Vanderbilt out west taking on Nevada, Las Vegas. Man, it's going to be a lot of fun. Not a great week outside of Tennessee, Florida, though. I mean, overall. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, it's one of those September cupcake weeks for most teams, including Alabama, who will travel to South Florida. Yeah, Vanderbilt going to UNLV and Alabama going to South Florida. This just seems wild. Well, one of those is not like the other, though. No, well, I mean, but an SEC school going to – you know, either of those teams, any SEC school. It just seems a little silly. But kudos to Alabama for not buying that game out. They could have bought the game out. They could have just said, well, they we're, absolutely not, could have we're not going it out. to you. We're not going to South Florida. We're Alabama. Are you kidding me? Kudos well, to Bama for not doing that. Well, I mean – how much worse could Alabama beat South Florida in Tuscaloosa than in Tampa? Yeah, I mean, it just it it, it it's perfectly fine. And I just I just feel like that's a, that's a cool thing for them to do. Now, here's the here's the thing: Who's Auburn playing this weekend? Your boy Chris Hatcher and Sanford Bulldogs. Do you know the last time Alabama played a in-state non-conference opponent? An in-state non-conference opponent. So not all of them. Ever? They have played one. <laughs> when is the last time? I have no idea. I'm fairly certain World War II had not ended. <laughs> 1944, they played Sanford or Howard College at the time. Mm-hmm. Bobby Bowden may have been playing for them <laughs> at that point. 1940. Nick Saban has long said he is a proponent of playing in-state schools, but apparently he only meant that in Louisiana. He is a. When did he say it? Did he say it when he was at LSU? No, he said it while he's been in Alabama. But clearly, they've not scheduled it. And of course, I know Nick Saban doesn't make the schedule. Don't. I'm aware of that. I, I feel like. If Nick Saban wanted to play a game, that game would get played. One would think. I mean, you 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 telling me that Nick Saban doesn't swing any weight with the athletic administration at the University of Alabama? Yeah, it just it bothers me. I mean, why why would you not want to play the likes of USA, Troy, Jacksonville State, Samford, 
UAB. UNA. They're not. They're never going to play UAB. That will never happen. But why though? I mean, it's just, I, it's, it's, it's never going to happen. Well, I mean, I, I get that it's never going to happen, but it makes no sense to me that it's never going to happen. Well, they've only played once in a major men's sport, and that is basketball, and Alabama got beat in the NCAA tournament. So, or NIT, I'm sorry. NIT. I mean, it, it just. <laughs> As someone so famously asked someone that we know both parties, do you like money? I, do you like making money? I, it seems like it would be a great, great play, but they've not, they've not done it. They've not done it since 1944, and it's not going to start anytime soon. But it's unfortunate. Yes, it is very unfortunate. That being said, this weekend in South Florida, as I have mentioned, all bets are now off on my record prediction for the University of Alabama. As 24-7 is reporting that former Notre Dame quarterback Tyler Buckner will be the starter mm. in Tampa. And obviously playing under former Notre Dame offensive coordinator Tommy Reese. Okay, so so I got a question. Okay. What's up with Ty Simpson? That's, well, that is the question that I posed in our tweet in this. What does that mean for Ty Simpson? I mean, I get it that he was not the starter because Jalen Milrow was. Well, I don't get it. Oh, but, I mean, if, if that was the decision that was made, that was the decision that was made. Milrow was the best of the three. But now what you're telling me is Buckner is the best of the two, which means Ty Simpson is number three in the pecking order. And I would suggest that there are plenty of places that Ty Simpson could go and play. And when you say plenty, you mean about 112 other FBS schools, if not more. Rough, I would say roughly 100. I mean, I, I don't want to. There are some places that he could not go play. He couldn't go play at USC. He couldn't go play at Oregon. He's Colorado. He couldn't go play Colorado. No, because Dion's not going to sit Shadur, his son. Yeah, yeah. He, I don't think he could. Jalen, uh, what's his name at Kansas? Daniels. Mm -hmm. Daniels. Jaden Daniels. Or Jaden Daniels, right? right. <laughs> Either or, of the Jaden or Jalen variety. Either of the Daniels, no. Jaden or Jalen variety. No, I mean, but Texas. Couldn't go play Texas right now. Texas. Um, but, but you're talking about 10 schools, maybe. Michigan. I mean, if, if we continued this exercise, we would come up with more than 10. Okay. I, I think okay. we could probably Michigan. come up with 25. I, I, think he could, I think he could absolutely play at Clemson right now. Florida State, no. No. Georgia, iffy? UT, no. I don't know. I, I don't know. Well, I mean, I think there's a combination of who's in place and who's making the decision, which means Kentucky, no. Yeah. Probably. Because they're all in on Devin Leary. 
But if he had transferred pre this season, I think he would have been. They wouldn't have gone and gotten Devin Leary. They'd have Ty Simpson. So, but yes, you're you're right. I mean, it, you're talking about right this second. Right this right this second. If he went to these schools, yeah. I mean, North Carolina, no. South Carolina, no. Exactly. So, I mean, if yeah, we if we carried this out, but there are for the rest of this schools. show, there are 133 schools. So, I think there are probably 100 schools, give or take, that Ty Simpson in the FBS. In FBS. Oh yeah. Every FCS school. Every. Particularly one. <laughs> particularly one in the northeastern, uh, northwestern portion of this state. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Shadour playing for his dad. So, you know, who hires Chris Hatcher in hopes that his son transfers? Uh, or, or Jason Simpson, you mean? I mean, Jason Simpson, Chris. Sorry, yeah. I just mentioned Chris Hatcher. Yeah. <laughs> who hires Jason Simpson in hopes that I follow? A package deal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, this is, but here's the thing the problem with Ty is that if you're not the starter right now, you're not going to be the starter. Because both play. those guys are underclassmen, aren't they? Both. And Alabama's always going to get a quarterback in the port. Uh, no, Alabama just signed – hold on. They, well, I, and I don't know if, he, they, if he's, he's clearly not signed. Committed. Uh, but they have a five-star commit, commit okay. Julian Sayan. Um who is committed to Alabama out of Carlsbad. Okay, Buckner's a graduate. Buckner is, maybe. I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. but No, he's a sophomore. Oh, okay. And Milrow is what? Uh, Also a sophomore, I believe. (laughs) He may be a junior. Nope, sophomore. So they're all three sophomores. Now, I don't know if Tyler or if Ty redshirted or not. Tom may have redshirted. Yeah, he redshirted last year, so he is a freshman. So he's a freshman. So he's got three years left after this year. Right. And a free transfer. And one free transfer. Somebody's going to get a really good quarterback. And I don't understand why he's not getting the opportunity that I feel like he – again, going into – Fall practice, Ty was the starter. Milrow was like third. No. But he had experience. Mm-hmm. And that's something that Nick Saban values very much. Understandable. And, and I guess Buckner's experience with Tom the Reese OC is going to make a difference. He was Notre Dame starter until he got hurt in the second game last year. Now, granted, they didn't look very good. Who was it? Was it Ohio State? They almost beat last year in, in week one. I feel like it might have been Ohio State that they that they played in week one last year. So, I mean, there's that. He was, in 2022, is 46 of 83 for a 55% completion rate, 651 yards, three touchdowns, five picks. Five picks, three touchdowns. Doesn't seem good. It's not great. 
especially for a head coach who values possessing the ball the way Saban does, typically. Uh, again, uh, from what I understand, Dylan Lonergan is, is, in the, is in the mix at this point, too. So, look, I, I don't know what Alabama's going to do at quarterback. Thing is, I, I don't know what Ty Simpson looks like at the professional level or at the collegiate level. I, I only know what he looks like at the high school level. And it's pretty darn good. Mm -hmm. But, again, I saw him play against 3A competition. It's certainly not the FBS level. No, it's not. If all of their quarterbacks – are equal, this team's going nine and three. If they find somebody who can hang on to the football and find somebody who can make their passing game somewhat decent, mm -hmm. they can win 10 ball games. We're going to find out. We're, I don't know how much we're going to find out because it's South Florida. <laughs> but we're going to find out where what Alabama thinks of their quarterback situation. Yeah. How long does, does Buckner play? Does Ty Simpson come in? I think that's a fair question. Does Buckner go post to wire against South Florida or does somebody else play? And if so, who is it? Uh, are they all? Because it, if they play more than one quarterback and Ty Simpson does not play, He'll be out. Mm -hmm. He's done. And, and should be. So. Well, maybe we're watching just for that reason. Just to find out. Yeah, absolutely. Mo, before we get in, because we got about 10 more minutes, I, I tweeted or texted something to you last night about a situation in mm. Alabama. Mm where two football players at Tuscaloosa County were awarded hold on B-dubs hold on Gift I, cards. I may have Austin Eckler status has been changed from questionable to doubtful against Tennessee Here's the thing. Tennessee's defense is uh, – the Titans' defense, uh, rushing defense is number one in the league. So don't chance your star getting hurt anymore running into Jeffrey Simmons than you have to. <laughs> but, yeah, so oh, – Did Jeffrey Simmons find a football game to go to tonight? I hope he did. <laughs> I hope he did. <laughs> Jeffrey oh. Simmons tweeted out last night um, – what is it, at Grind Simmons? Yeah. At Grind Simmons. At Grind Simmons, 94. 94. 94. Yeah. Any good high school football in Nashville trying to start back going to a game every Friday? Um, and there so were plenty of, of, of options. There were plenty of options. Um, Including from Justin Kulik, 12. Check out at Main Street Preps. Covers every county in the mid-state at the high school level. Good job, JK. Um. Also, another former Mississippi State player reached out to him and encouraged him to um, find a page game pretty soon. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, 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 would, I would be 
Parking notwithstanding, I feel like he's probably going to wind up at Lipscomb Ensworth tonight. <laughs> I think Jeffrey Simmons can probably get VIP parking no matter where he's at. I'm just saying. He Just text former Titans legend Kevin Mawai and say, hey, man, I need. can, can you hook me up with a parking hook, spot? Hook a brother up. Yeah, <laughs> and if you have, don't have his, num- have his number, just ask someone. They, they've got it. But, uh, but yeah, so good. I hope he finds a great game. I really do. And speaking of high school, uh, yeah. Tuscaloosa County, two players were given Buffalo Wild Wings gift cards for their performance last week. And they did not use the gift cards, but because they were awarded the gift cards, Tuscaloosa County has now had to forfeit the game, which it wasn't a region game. So there's that. And the players have appealed and have been – ruled eligible forthgoing but in Tennessee this would be legal as long as there wasn't a post on social media with their their school uniforms or or anything like that they could they I guess they could technically be awarded for that I I don't know but Do you feel like this is something that we should be policing in high school sports? I think there's a slippery slope. But I think I'm not it's sure. a slippery slope. I think I'm not it's, sure I don't want to go down the slope, though. I, I think it should be policed for the fact that, you know – a $20 gift card could become a $50 gift card could become a $500 gift card. And where does it stop? I think, I think that's the slippery slope that you have to be concerned with. I I, I wouldn't be concerned with it. Why? If it's based on their play on the field, they should, it's no, to me, it's no different than, kid gets an A on the spelling test and gets a free coupon for a, a, a McFlurry. Right? We're not, we're not telling kids they can't take the next spelling test because they can't enter the spelling bee because they, they got a McFlurry coupon for making yeah, an A on the spelling yeah, test. I mean, it's it's results-based. My problem is, look, I don't care. I think high school kids should be able to get paid I don't, for, for, for results. I mean, I think there's issues with recruiting, but if it's results-based. But I, I, I think it's the recruiting that is the residual concern because <laughs> if I'm school A and I'm giving results-based rewards – but it's not and, and, It's Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, okay. But yeah, I, I'm, okay. There, there's, if, if, there's ways. If, to if, if school A is giving gift cards to Buffalo Wild Wings and school B isn't giving anything and I'm rushing for 300 yards a game over here at school B and not getting anything out of it, then is school A giving Buffalo Wild Wings gift cards a potential draw? Does that make Should you think, hey, be? maybe? It- That's a, look, I'm just, just passion this out here. Should it not? Should, should, should we care? If you're school B, 
Well, then go, because, then go to, then go to Willie's Wings down here and get you some dadgum gift cards in exchange for advertising. I mean, everyone has an opportunity to do the same things. If you ain't got nobody at your school that's that's able to sell it, that's on you, homie. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's Captain Chaos speaking. It is, right but but I mean, but. I, uh, it's an unpopular opinion. I get not that. not every school has the resources for that type of thing. Yeah, and should they be penalized for that? Should Kalioka be giving out fifty dollars gift cards to Cully Market? <laughs> I mean, exactly. Because what you you're gonna get some pizza and some and some candy bars. I mean, Mount Pleasant and the pizza place is one thing, but you know. Yeah, Hampshire. What's in Hampshire to, to give out gift cards? Nothing. So I, look, I, I'm not saying that I, I get it. But to me, it just feels like we're we're being silly. If you want to stop, if you want to stop the slippery slope, cap it. Cap it at twenty five dollars. You know, you could. It is legal to give out a twenty five dollar gift card to a local establishment whether it be eating or any or, or a Walmart gift card, a, a local business, local establishment uh, it, for results based, you know, on, on sports, whether it be football, volleyball, whatever. I, I mean, that's one of the reasons that we, you know, we always wanted to give out stuff for player of the week, but mm -hmm. we can't. Right. Another issue that arises with that, I think, is invariably some parents going to get upset that this kid was player of the week and got a gift card. This kid didn't get it because he didn't get to play or he, he, his carries were restricted or, you know, he's a receiver and they won't throw in the ball or what about defensive guys or, or, you know, there's a lot out there that this kind of thing can create. And you can't okay. hit all of it off on but the front he, end. Well, you can because, again, this was a Buffalo Wild Wings thing. This wasn't with the school. Buffalo Wild, Buffalo Wings, Wild Wings gave the cards. They said, Buffalo Wild Wings said our player of the week is Jimmy over here. So, so Jimmy, come so by some, Buffalo so, Wild Wings. So, so so somebody at Buffalo Wild Wings was watching the game and decided who the player of the game was. Or uh, whatever. And I don't know if it's just for Tuscaloosa County High School or if it's for all of Tuscaloosa County. They could have – maybe they'd give it Well, they had two him. players, though, right? Yeah, I think it was offensive and defensive. It's, it's interesting. I think that – I mean – it just feels silly that we're, and again, making kids forfeit games that well I, for, for things that they didn't even use. They were just awarded them. And I will say this, the silliness may be on the part of whoever the school was that called it in. The Who is obviously coach, un, un... Yeah, the Tuscaloosa County coach said, hey, why don't you call us? Mm -hmm. and, and I can see that. Well. Because if we'd have called you, you wouldn't have done nothing about it. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. But yeah, that's uh, certainly. I, I mean, but you didn't give us an opportunity to do nothing about it. 
And in the situation that I am currently about to go through in the next week, giving, giving the other party an opportunity to me is at least worth the effort. Mm -hmm. It's in their court. At that point, I have put it in your court. And if you don't do anything, then I will you know, go to the next step. Mm -hmm. But until then, I at least gave you the opportunity. I gave you yeah. a chance. So yeah. I don't know. I just think it's I think it's interesting uh, because here's the thing. If if me or you were at Jefferson's and uh, who's the player of the week from Mount from Caden Davis, Caden Davis, I'm, I couldn't think of his last name, mm -hmm. walks in and I tell the server, hey, put his just call him, put put his stuff on my tab. Perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. Completely legal. Mm -hmm. Can't give them a gift card. <laughs> and that seems silly to me. <laughs> it does. So anyway. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. We've got 10 games to pick, and we'll do it right here, live and in person, right after this on Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stick around. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50 plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731 and schedule your tour today. Did you know that up to 80% of us will experience back or neck pain during our lifetime? Many of you are offered surgery or addictive pain pills to relieve your chronic pain. At the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, Chronic Pain Relief, we have been leading the way to better health, naturally, and have helped tens of thousands of people right here in Middle Tennessee for the past 30 years. I came to Dr. Gill about 10 years ago after my local doctors recommended surgery. I knew about Dr. Gill and wanted to see if he could help me. 10 years later, I am pain-free, no surgery, and no pain pills. Surgery is scary, and over 40% of all back surgeries fail, creating a cycle of surgery and pills. There is a safer solution to your chronic pain. Make the call to the Dr. Gill Center for Back Neck Chronic Pain Relief today and get your life back. This office visit is normally $299, but call today and receive your initial consultation report of finding for just $49. But hurry, this offer won't last long. Call 615-768-8743. That's 615-768-8743. You can't see the sights without the sounds. From the crack of the bat to the roar of the crowd and everything in between, discover what Hit City has to offer. 
Spend your nights cheering on the Nashville sounds at First Horizon Park with giveaways, fireworks shows, theme weekends, and more. Single game tickets are on sale now. Visit NashvilleSounds.com to claim your seat today. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We're in the League Company studio here in Columbia. Glad to have you guys with us as we're getting ready to pick some games. Mo, have you got the records? I've got them. You can tell you me. You don't I'm want eight, them. <laughs> I'm 8-12. I'm I already know. You are 8-12. You are consistent. Yeah. You were 4-6 four four six six. last week and 4-6 and six the week before. 4-7 four and seven counting the Nebraska-Colorado. Yeah. But – we won't. Okay, so Justin is ten and ten because he was seven and three in week one and three and seven last week. Oof. Yeah, yeah, didn't do that. I am nine and eleven because I was seven and three the first week and two and eight. Good lord. Last week. Yeah, yeah. I won last week at four and six. Yes. I'm, wow. I'm, that's, that's sad for y'all. I mean, <laughs> yeah, so um, good lord! But you lost the bonus game. I did lose the bonus game. Justin and I at least won the bonus game. Which one was the bonus game? Nebraska, Colorado. Nebraska. Colorado was a two and a half favorite. Um, Chris took Nebraska to cover. They did not. So, but yeah, so that's where we're at. All right, Thanks. Justin's ten and ten. I'm nine and eleven. You are eight and fourteen. Eight and twelve, excuse me. So all right, let's get right into it. Eleven AM on SEC Network, number fifteen, Kansas State, Missouri at St. Louis. This one is in the dome. Okay. And K State and Missouri. That's right. Kansas State and Missouri. K State. Wildcats are a five and a half point favorite. Hmm. I'm gonna go Missouri. Sorry, was that first? My bad. Sure. You you, you can, can be you first. Can be first. I, we, we. So you're going Missouri. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm gonna go K State here. I, this seems like a trap line, though. It really does. I just. I can't think that Missouri can keep can stay within a touchdown of K-State. I'm going with the Wildcats. Also at 11 a.m., ESPN, Breakfast with the Bulldogs in Mississippi State, home dogs, nine-and-a-half-point underdogs to LSU, number 14. This is interesting. This is an interesting line. Nine-and-a-half points is a lot. For a team that certainly hasn't, I mean, yeah, they beat Grambling by 60, but crap. I mean, what do we know about Grambling? Very little. What's the line? Nine and a half. Nine and a half in favor the of the Tigers, the Bayou Bengals. In store. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go uh, home dogs, bulldogs. 
Give me more cowbell. Yeah. <laughs> I got I got a I got a fever. Chris. I'm gonna go cowbell too. I'm going to go with the visiting Bayou Bengals just for the fact that if they are the team that they're supposed to be, they should be able to beat Mississippi State by 10. Oh, Zach Arnett's got Mississippi State playing well. They've still got Will Rogers. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it, it's certainly that, – that one's probably the most, you know, pick em game of the week. It's very intriguing at nine and a half. I think. <laughs> don't touch it. 11 a.m. on Fox. Going to Champagne. The Burts are 14 and a half point dogs to Penn State, number seven in the country. Penn State, how much? 14 and a half. 14 and a half point favorites at Champagne. And the Illinois Burts. 14, 14 and a half seems so accurate. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> They're pretty good at this stuff. Yeah, I feel like that's going to be exactly what it is. Um, I'm going well, to go Penn State. Yeah, so you got to figure out one way. You're going other. Penn State. Yes, sir. No. Yeah. Yeah. I'm interested in Luke Altmaier, but not to the point that I. And again, I still think Illinois is going to end up in the Big Ten championship game, just because I think the West is such a crapshoot. But I'm going to go Penn State here by 17. You know what? I believe I picked Penn State for the B1G championship game. But this is the type game to me that Burt just kind of hangs around in. He does. And doesn't let Penn State get comfortable, especially in Champaign. I'm going with the Illini. Eleven AM on ABC. Heading up to Boston, where the Eagles welcome the number three ranked Florida State Seminoles. Like I don't I don't care what the I don't care what the number is. You're taking the Knowles. Shame. I was about to say that. Twenty seven and a half. No, I don't I do not care. All day. Seven and a half. Yeah. At Boston College. Yeah, I'm I've I've got Florida State. Justin, do you also have Florida State? Is that what you said? Yes, retweet. At twenty seven and a half. Re-X. You also? Yeah, I'm going Knowles here. It's, a, it's an interesting one, though. Yeah. Finally, out of the breakfast window, 2.30 kickoff on ABC in Tampa, South oh. Florida, home dogs to the Alabama, 32 and a half imagine. points. I know, right? <laughs> 32 and a half points the Bulls are getting. Roll Tide. 32 and a half. Yeah, you said that last week, and – I know. I know. Don't give him a hard time. I said it last week as well. Um, <laughs> Thirty-two and a half 
feels like a lot of points, especially with the quarterback situation apparently being what it is for Alabama. But I'm kind of of a mindset that as long as the quarterbacks don't screw it up for Alabama, they cover. So I'm going to take Alabama. Well, it's pretty funny because both teams' passing leader and rushing leader are the, are same, the same person. <laughs> One of them, however, is not going to be starting. Uh, so. so there's that. Yeah, I, I don't know who. I, I don't know who South Florida has played at this point. They're one and one on the season. Let's go take a look. They lost to Western and beat FAMU. I they lost to Western yeah. and beat FAM. I'm going to go Alabama here. I think they win by 35. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Okay. All right. That's that five. Is, that is five. Let's, let's take a break. When we come back, we have five more games to pick. Should be fun right here. Main Street Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joints. Stick around. Yes. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. You can't see the sights without the sounds. From the crack of the bat to the roar of the crowd and everything in between, discover what Hit City has to offer. Spend your nights cheering on the Nashville sounds at First Horizon Park with giveaways, fireworks shows, theme weekends, and more. Single game tickets are on sale now. Visit NashvilleSounds.com to claim your seat today. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated Cost Plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the pig. 
Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports today, presented by me at Tennessee Bone and Joint, Chris Yao, Mo Patton, Justin Kulik on the controls, picking a little college football. Man. And I would just say, don't don't listen to any of our picks based on last week. Uh, did, did did you see what I tweeted, that the, what the tweet says? Mm-hmm. The boys picked 10 of the – Biggest college football games on the weekend against the spread. Join us and get rich by not picking the way we do. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see here. 2.30 on FS1, America's team, the Beavers <laughs> of Oregon. Oregon is America's team? The Beavers of Oregon State. Oh, 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 Oregon, Oregon State. Beavers. Yes. The Beavers of Oregon. Okay. The Beavers of Oregon. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. And they're playing who? Their future conference teammates, San Diego State. <laughs> at, at SDSU? It, 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 no, it's at Oregon State. In Corvallis? In Corvallis with the brand new situation. But they're 23 and a half point favorites. Oregon no. State? Oregon State is a 23-and-one-half-point favorite. They're out here ripping people, man. I, I looked at their uh, past couple D- games. Like DJU, baby. You I'm like, hey, man, you really? Yes, 23-and-a-half. And some rivalry. UC Davis, a tough one. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go I'm gonna go with OSU with that 23. I don't that works for me. All right, I'm just going to read this here. Hmm? Oregon State has not turned the ball over this season. They're one of only nine teams that have that has not turned the ball over. San Diego State, however, has six interceptions in their three games. That's second most nationwide. Hmm. They are seven and five against teams from the Pac-12 since 2016, and three and three against top 25 ranked opponents since 2017. Oof. I got to go Aztecs to cover this one. I think Oregon State wins it, but I got to go Aztecs to cover. My boy Joe ain't going to be happy, but. I think you just convinced me. If it was straight up, I would ride with the Beavers, but I think I'm going to take San Diego State to cover, like you said. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the play. All right. Here's a fun one. Finally, the first game of the year, SEC on CBS. It'll be the last first time. As the number one Georgia Bulldogs welcome the South Carolina Gamecocks to Athens between the hedges. Gamecocks getting 27 and one-half points. 27 and one-half Hmm. That's a tough one. That no, is a tough one. <laughs> Georgia. You taking Georgia? Yeah, I'm going to go Georgia. Definitely. You going Georgia? 
Yeah. I'm going to go South Carolina to cover. Look, I don't know what Georgia's offense really looks like. They've not been great. But they've not had to be. Well, yeah, but you would expect them to be great against the opponents they've played. Right. And and yet, yeah, yeah. And it's Mike Bobo. It's Mike Bobo. That's enough for me. (laughs) So I I got Gamecocks to cover here. I think this is going to be closer, a lot closer than Georgia fans want to admit it's going to be. Well, if it's closer than four touchdowns, it's going to be closer than UGA fans want it to be. But I am taking South Carolina to cover as well. I think Spencer Rattler will keep it within four touchdowns. See, that's the the thing, though, is if you get good Spencer against that defense – they got, you know, then then it's going to be a good game. If you get bad Spencer against that defense, Georgia's defense might score more points than South Carolina does. Georgia's defense might score more points than Georgia's offense. Well, they may not. The yeah. offense may not get a chance. The mm-hmm. defense just keeps going out there and, and getting the ball back. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I, I like South Carolina to cover. I think that's under the, under optimal. Yeah, I, I think that's the key to the game is whether or not you get good Spencer, and that's the key to every South Carolina game, mm-hmm. really. BYU, the Big 12, at Arkansas. Arkansas, 10.5-point favorites on ESPN2 at 630. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go BYU on this one. Mm. Okay. In Fayetteville. Oh, yeah. All right. Upset. Yeah. Yeah, Rocket Sanders, KJ Jefferson, they're going to run all over BYU. I'm going to take the Hogs. Ooh. Call them. Yeah. Uh, Call them. This one did not take a lot of thought for me. Maybe it should, but it didn't. I like Arkansas in this one. Texas coming off the big win Mm. at Alabama, number four in the country. 28 and a half point favorites over the team that their friends from Lubbock don't ever want to hear about again. Wyoming, the Cowboys (laughs) coming into town. Twenty-eight and a half points is a lot of points, folks. Rolling with Texas. I bet you are now. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a believer now. <laughs> uh, I understand. Eric C. Henry said, "Don't believe too soon." That's and that's what concerns me. That in this number, I'm going Wyoming to cover. You know what I? They showed me something in that Texas Tech guy. I'm gonna go with Wyoming too, but and I think you're exactly right. And here here's what I here's what I see in this. I, I think the hangover. Mm-hmm. Of course you're at home, but everybody's been, you know been blowing you up all week. Yeah. They they've been and Texas is back. And everybody except Eric C. Henry. He's been trying to come along with a little needle. Yeah, <laughs> He's been trying. I don't know if it's going to work. They ain't listening. Y'all ain't hear me, though. <laughs> this game's at 7 o'clock, by the way, Longhorn Network. 
again the last first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with you. I'm, I'm with you on this one, Cowboys. All right, here it is, folks. ESPN <laughs> nine o'clock. The Rams of Colorado oh, State. Oh Lord. In Boulder against Colorado, and this line is where it is. I think it's probably moved. Let's see, let, let me let me go see what what the line is right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's only moved a point. 22 and a half in favor of Colorado. But mm. I think, like you said earlier, I don't care what the point spread I don't care. is. I'm taking the Buffaloes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you already know. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's riding with Prime all year. I mean, mm-hmm. and, 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 and unless it was 49 and a half. And even then, I might. I, I might have. I might. He could have 56 yeah. three or something. something. I'm just saying. His whole team, uh, the pair of sunglasses. Oh, yeah. Uh, did you, he gave. gave um, uh, who's the host of First Take with Stephen A. Smith? Uh, Shannon Sharp, isn't it? No, the, the host, like the girl. The, oh, I don't know. Whoever it is, he gave her some sunglasses this morning to put on during the show. So he's just handing out sunglasses like Bret Hart used to in the 90s. <laughs> this this kind of reminds me of the, um, the defensive coordinator from Remember the Titans. I don't want them to gain... If CU or Colorado State like would release like on their social medias like trying to match Deion Sanders like talking to his players, have their coach talk to the Colorado State players. Mm. So fun. Uh, they made it personal. Well, okay. Yeah. Mm. All right, bonus game. Bonus game. Tennessee at Florida. Okay, I was wondering where that was. Okay. Bonus game, Tennessee, number 11, Vols, headed to the swamp at Florida Field. <laughs> Vols are five-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. Have not won in Gainesville since 2003. I was still in high school. Justin may have been in diapers. He may not have been alive. I'm not even sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was eight. Uh, <laughs> so diapers it was. Um, <laughs> wow! Should have left the age out, J.K. <laughs> oh man! All right. Game time weather only eighty six degrees for this six o'clock kickoff. What you got, J.K.? Oh, I'm going roll balls. Let's uh, break that curse. You know what I'm saying? And I'll finally stop wearing diapers if we win. <laughs> Y'all got b- battered ball syndrome. I do have BVS, and I'm going. I'm going Gators because I think we win by a field goal. Oh, did that feel horrible? Like coming out of that had to be hard to say right there. No, I just that's it's BVS all day. We talked about it earlier this week, and I think the running game is going to be the key to this ball game more so than anything Joe Milton and Brew and Squirrel and those guys do. But I think they can do enough. I, I, I think UT covers. I almost feel like I almost feel like this is a blowout for Tennessee or a close loss. I think Tennessee needs to blow them out if they're going to win. So I don't know. I just I, I just I'm I'm praying for that field goal win. I think Tennessee wins by double digits. All right. Uh, I hope you're right. I will, I, will, I will gladly, gladly be wrong on this. I think Tennessee wins by double digits because I, I just don't think Florida's that good. They weren't very good last year, but they had Anthony Richardson who played lights out against against Tennessee. Newsflash. 
Graham Mertz, Graham Mertz is not him. Anthony Richardson. So no. you might be right. And, and Billy Napier is still Billy, Billy Napier. Napier. Yeah. All right, there you go. That is it. Come back with us on Monday, 2 o'clock. We'll react to everything that took place over the weekend. Titans, Vols, SEC football, college football around the country, all of that. Tonight, follow him from Columbia Central at Lawrence County at Chris Yow 14. Follow me from Donaldson Christian for Columbia Academy at Mopat and underscore sports. And at Main Street Preps for coverage across the state. Until next time, we'll see you down the road.